Yeah, what is going on, everybody? We are back with another episode of From My Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Rob, man. What is going on, everybody? Yes, it is a Thursday. I think the new release date is going to be Thursdays, man. I seem to be getting better results on Thursdays, and it just seems to be conducive to my wackadoodle lifestyle. But how y'all doing out there? Everybody all right? How y'all feeling? Feeling good? Feeling some positive vibes, feeling some positive energy. I hope so. It's been a been an interesting past couple of weeks in my life. Got some news coming soon, but I, I, I'll get into that later. We got a couple things to get into as usual today. I hope y'all are feeling good. Shout out to all the subscribers, supporters, and all those good things, man. I love y'all. Appreciate it. to uh the subscribers fme underscore podcast on fan base on instagram from my experience podcast on facebook shout out to acre gold shout out to garner's garden and shout out to jot forms those are our affiliates we have affiliate links in the description if you want to support the show please shop with those affiliates um unfortunately i do have to start off on a more serious note um and in a roundabout way it kind of ties into the topics i want to send a rest in peace and prayers to the family of the young lady former miss usa uh very sad only 30 years old and she succumbed to what is being reported as depression, and she committed suicide. Definitely want to send uh, rest in peace to the family of Chesley Chris. Um, depression is real. Mental health is real. And, you know, we end every episode with take care of yourselves physically, mentally, and financially. For a reason, because you never know what somebody's going through, man. Yeah, sorry. Had to punch in. Had a little technical issue. But we back. We back. We back. Uh, check on a friend. Check on a family member. Ask how they're doing. See if they're all right. Once again, I, I start the show by asking you all how you all are doing. Because I don't know, man. I don't have all the answers. Nobody does. But... You know, sometimes you got to lean on that strong friend, and sometimes you you got to be the strong friend. You know. All right, so, woo, gonna try to be chipper after that news, but let's talk about a couple things today. Uh, first thing we want to get into is handling reputations. Reputation, reputation, reputation. Man, boy, duh, man, your reputation follows you forever. I mean, especially in your career, in your personal life, when you're in a tight-knit group of people, and once you start running in quote-unquote circles, 
Ooh, excuse me. Once you start running in quote unquote circles, your reputation follows you. Um, there's plenty of stereotypes out there that we can joke about. You know, uh, the friend that drinks too much, the friend that's always lying, the friend that's always gossiping, uh, the hoe, whether that be man, woman, or whatever you choose to identify as, uh, the saved one, uh, gosh, the thief or klepto. The flaky one. And that, that's surface level. That's surface level. There's deeper things like, you know, the person who's, you know, unreliable. Or the person that's known for stabbing you in the back. Or the person with just poor work habits. Or the violent person. <laughs> I mean, or the manipulative person. You know, your reputation ties in heavily, right? And... We have to deal with those as people. We interact with others, whether it be at work, whether it be on a personal tip. We interact with others uh, jokingly in the past uh, when you date someone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Y'all remember when you were really dating heavy? Uh, if you're my age, you probably have an idea about this, but we used to call it a whole facts. Uh, when we were, <laughs> this is horrible. But that's what we used to do, man. Like uh, when we were dating my younger 20s, uh, I went to a very small school, so a uh, shout out to the Claflin University. But it was a small campus, and I mean, you know, people had their interactions, they had their moments, and you know, you didn't want to cross over with uh, too many people, or necessarily, you you didn't necessarily want to cross over with certain people. I was in a fraternity, so I tend to shy away from anyone who dealt with one of my fraternity brothers, because, yeah. Um, and people get act funny about that kind of stuff anyway, like, especially men. Men act like they don't care, but then when she moves on and does something with somebody else, dang, dog, that was me, dog. Nah, nah, you don't own her. You don't own her. Sorry. Same thing with, uh, women. You know, people have this whole ownership thing, like, just because you had one interaction or two interactions with someone, you feel like you own them and can't nobody else touch them, and it's like, it don't work like that. But we used to call it a whole facts, just to kind of see the skilo. And, you know, even even in that, you had to call someone or, or hit somebody up that was a reliable source because I've, I've done that in the past. I hit someone up about a girl, you know, and the homie was like, oh, yeah, you know, we kind of talking. They wasn't. Uh, <laughs> he, he lied. I knew he lied because I, I did a, some more background research and found, and found out they weren't. So I'm like, okay, you blocking. So just... Just again with this reputation thing. So dealing with reputations, right? You really have two and a half choices. I personally tend to go lean towards more so getting to know for myself. Because one, there's the impression that everyone else has. Which is, you know, whatever they tell you, whatever they've seen, whatever they've experienced. You've probably seen it at work. You've probably hung around with someone or ate lunch with someone or been seen chat with someone. And then the person you're closest with or someone else might pull you to the side and say, hey, you know, such and such is known as such and such and such and such. And so it's like, hmm, okay. So now do I take what they say and run with it because they're trying to forewarn me? Or I can say, hmm, nah, I'm going to give this person a fair shot because maybe they were just like that with you. There's that, right? There's also the surface level, the representative. We represent ourselves a certain way on the outside, especially when we try to make a first impression. So you can take the person at that first impression and believe that if you want to as well. 
but time will tell what the truth is. Me, I tend to take a deeper dive. I personally try to be as clear and upfront with people as possible. I will tell you no. I will tell you what I'm good at, what I'm not so good at. All those good things, man, just to kind of give you a good feel. Uh, I kind of know where my reputation stands for the most part. People contact me and call me for very specific things and certain things because they know I have connections in, in that particular area. But um, I can only imagine what it would be like if my reputation were quote-unquote bad. Nobody wants a bad reputation. When you get a bad reputation, it just makes everything harder. And I really want to talk to somebody who has a bad reputation to see if they knew they had a bad reputation. I really want to know if people with bad reputations are aware that people like, yo, you have a bad reputation. Like, do you know this about yourself? Um, That'd be interesting to see, just to see if the person actually realizes what they're projecting and putting out to the world to other people. Um, I kind of sort of know one person, and they don't really realize how they come off. They think there's nothing wrong with it, which, I mean... Right or wrong is subjective, but I'm like, okay. But yeah, man, you got to choose how you deal with these reputations. And, you know, I have a quote-unquote regret when it comes to those. I had a, There was a college professor on my campus I won't name. Uh, not that there's anything negative about him, but everyone was like, yo, you should avoid his class. He gives a lot of work. His class is so hard, blah, blah, blah. And he had a reputation for it. Like, so I avoided his classes. I mean, I was super young. So I was avoiding his class like everyone was telling me to. You know, these are my peers. They've been in his class. They know. Well, when it came to my senior year, I had to take his class. I had no way out of it. And it ended up being one of the best classes I had. One of the best professors. We're Facebook friends. He tells me happy birthday every year. Uh, and you know, I, I, I chat with him every now and again and I'm just like, it pissed me off. Cause I, that was a life lesson. I'll never forget. We're talking about, this is 2000, probably eight ish, 2008, 2009 when I took that class. And I still remember that. And that's the other thing. We all have our own level of perception, understanding, and our own level of interaction with people. I like, if you look at your friend circle, or if you have a circle of friends, you have some people who will never hang out with each other unless you are there. Like, I can get along with anybody because the fact of the, fact of the matter is this. Most people after a while will show you what you're going to get from them or what to expect from them or what level of friendship you're going to get out of them. I've had a friend that was cool, like if I wanted to, let's see. I had a friend that was cool for just like, if I wanted to drink, this mother always had drinks. We would hang out, talk, chill, have drinks. If I needed money, I had a friend that was like that. If I needed to borrow a car, I had a friend that was like that. You know, just different levels of friendship. If I wanted to go on a platonic date and, you know, not have any drama issues and have good conversation, I had a friend like that. But that doesn't mean that their interactions were, were like that with everyone. So that goes back to my point of seeing for yourself. Because, like, hey, he might be like that with you, or he might have treated you like that, or your interactions, or what you know of this person may be like that, but they're not like that with me. And I have friends like that. And the other thing, too, is, you know, we don't give each other grace. We don't allow people to grow. Some people will still hold you to the same standards and hold you into the same regard 
you know, that you were in 10, 15 years ago. Like, my peers, we're almost in our 40s. And, you know, some of those people have families now. Some of, people, some of those people have, moved, people have moved to other countries. Some of those people have just all kind of things going on with their lives. And I'm not going to look at you and say, oh, you're the same old person from Claflin. You're the same old person. Like, no. Like, some of these people I got to get to know again, and I'll speak to you and respect you as such. Now, some of those old habits may still linger. Some of that personality may linger, of course. But that doesn't mean that they're the same exact person to their core that they were before. And we don't like to give people grace, man. But again, with that reputation thing, be careful because it might lead you down a road of regret. Uh, And, you know, like I said earlier, people lie, man. People lie. Like, people do not want you to have something that they can't have sometimes. I've said this a million times on this podcast. People don't like to see you be successful without them. If they see you about to turn a corner or, I don't know, make a change or hop over this hurdle that they couldn't get over, boy, would they try to trip you up sometimes. Because they want to lock arms with you and go with you. But it's like, yo, if we moving at two different paces, if I'm going 20 miles an hour and you're going 10 miles an hour, that's not going to work. I'm going to need for you to speed up. I'm going to need for you to speed up. Or even if I slow down to 15, I still need you to speed up. I need you to keep up. But, you know, timing is a thing too, man. Sometimes, you know, it just ain't time for that relationship. But I'm not going to go off on a tangent. So when it comes to handling reputations, man, I would say try your best to give people a fair shot. Um, I'm a noob, member of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. I cannot tell you how many times a woman... When they hear that, oh, you, you, uh, I'm like, yo, don't, don't put me in a box. You don't know me. You don't know me. <laughs> like, I love my, I love my fraternity. I love my fraternity brothers, but that is not all that I am. That is one part of my life that took place years ago. Yes, I'm still in the organization and I still have friends, um, but that doesn't mean that that's all I'm about. If you see one, brother Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated doesn't mean you necessarily see all of us. So uh, that that used, that's one of the things that's really annoying to me. Um, it's like, dang, you so you're just going to put me in the box? You, you don't care about all these years of experience and things that I've done as a person? You just automatically assume based off of my fraternity that I'm this way? Ah, guess I don't want to talk to you. Ah. But again, think about that. Think about that when you're on your way up the professional ladder as well. Uh, that's a little more sticky and tricky, but uh, it matters, man. Your reputation does matter. Unless you're trying to be a true self-made person, your reputation doesn't matter because we need each other. You need some type of connection somewhere, somehow. You need somebody to flip the button, open the door, hit the switch, send the email, make a phone call on your behalf. And your, your reputation might be the one thing, even if everything else don't line up, that reputation of you being a nice person, a kind person, a hard worker, respectful, um, a good listener, uh, savvy, intelligent, great planning skills, great management skills, that, might, that, reputa- that part of your reputation might be what carries you through 
And having a good good reputation and those good qualities following you will only make things easier because nobody wants the negative stuff. Like, who wants that? You know, unless you have some type of trauma in your life and you think that that is the quote-unquote norm, whatever the norm is, or you think that that stuff is quote-unquote okay or is supposed to happen, then yeah, but nah. All right, so... Keep that in mind, ladies and gentlemen. And now, so the title of this episode... <laughs> the title of this episode is, yep, this again. Letting go of people and situations. It is 2022. 2022, you've probably made a New Year's resolution. Or you're probably in the midst of some things you did last year or the year before. You probably got a flow going, right? And you're always going to have people and situations arise that are either going to mix in and mix well with what you're you're doing, or they're not. Or you're going to have those who are trying to penetrate your little personal bubble and get deeper into your world, and you have to decide whether or not you want to do that. You're going to have opportunities, which I'll tie into this, taking advantage of scary opportunities or opportunities, but I, I I put the word scary there for a specific reason. But you're going to have opportunities that pop up that may take away from what you got going on or what you're trying to get going on, and you got to make decisions. I am not the best at letting go of people. I'm going to be honest with you. I just stopped talking to you. Like, (laughs) I don't have a long, drawn-out conversation. Um, Quite honestly, I don't like to play the game. Like, you, most of the time, we know what it is. We know what this is. We know what this is about. We know when one another has, quote, unquote, moved on, and that's beyond romantic stuff. Even homeboys, you just realize we just not in the same place no more. Y'all just stop talking. Uh, That's me. I'm going to be honest. There's very few situations and times where I've, like, had this long, drawn-out conversation and all that stuff because you know what it is. Now, if someone calls me and wants to have a conversation, sure. I'm all about letting someone have closure and peace in their life because closure and peace are great for mental health. And I know a lot of people who have been through a lot of traumatic experiences who don't have closure and it still bothers them to this day. So if I'm a part of that and I can provide that closure, sure, in most, cl- in most cases, why not? But there's quite a few ways you can do these things. And the hardest, I would say not even the hardest, the first thing you need to do, and this is what I do when it comes to letting go of people or situations, is before you even talk to them, is decide decide that you are moving on. You have to decide that you're moving on. It's not a negotiation. It's not something you need to confer with someone else. It is your life and your decision. So you go ahead, when you make the decision in your mind, in your life, through your words, through your actions, through your deeds, that, hey, I am moving on from this. I'm done with this. Booyah. That's the first step. Set something in motion. Uh, The next step, there there may be a conversation that needs to be had. I'm not saying every situation is a walk away and disappear situation, but there may be a conversation that needs to be had. Prepare yourself for the conversation. Even if you jot jot down bullet points, yo, man, I just need to speak my piece, and I just need to be done with this. 
This is not trying to be mean, rude, disrespectful, or hurtful, but this is where I am, and this is what I can't do anymore. This is what I'm not going to do anymore. And that's it. I make it sound simple and easy. I know it can be difficult because this person may be a friend of 10 or 15 years or a mom, dad, uncle, brother, sister, cousin, whoever. Um, And people like to lean on those titles and those relationships to keep you in a situation. And, you know, something I hear a lot uh, said a lot in the black community is I can love you from a distance. Because if you're not helping me move forward or helping me stand up at, at least, then what are you doing? Uh, same thing with situations. You have to look at situations, whether that be a relationship, uh, a job, uh, something you're doing on the side. Like me, I, I've, y'all know, those of you who listen or know me, I've had side hustles. I've worked with other people. I've worked in different industries. And I've had to know, like, yo, I need to let this go. Like, this ain't this ain't working. Like, I've pulled back from a lot of stuff. I don't DJ anymore. I don't really do my gaming, streaming stuff anymore. I'm really just focused on the podcast thing and getting these vending machines out is what I'm focused on right now and pouring myself into my career more because my career has opened the door for more situations for me, better situations that are conducive to what I'm already doing. So it makes it easier. And, you know, that's the thing when it comes to that whole making up your mind and deciding One of my goals and one of the things I said is I want to take advantage of money-making opportunities that are not going to monopolize too much of my time and and things that I can actually put on my professional resume. Not just little rinky-dink stuff. I don't want any more part-time jobs or none of that. I want stuff that's going to build my resume. So when opportunities presented themselves at work, I'm like, yo, bong, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Oh, y'all need people for this? Let me do that too. Boom. I'm already there. It's adding on to my professional. It's it's, it's increasing my reputation and making my reputation better. And I'm getting the money that I want. It's in a familiar location, and I'm building my resume. It's conducive to what I'm already doing. And some people won't understand that. Some people will look and say, well, you doing this over there for your job. Man, you could quit doing that and come over here with me. Mm, No, because now I got two different entities. I got one entity that is providing me with space and opportunity in a comfortable environment that I'm familiar with that I have control over, and it's going to get me what I need quickly, easily, and efficiently. You want me to leave that and try to build something or start something new with you, that means I got to reschedule. Now I got to factor in another person's thoughts, feelings, contributions. It's different, but people don't think about that. They look at, oh, we homies, oh, we cousins, or oh, we brothers, or oh, we sisters. We should do this automatically. Eh, sometimes your situation is good where it is. But again, you have to decide what will work for you and what won't work for you. And, you know, if someone takes offense or doesn't like it, you know, that might be a conversation that needs to be had, or that could just be something that you say, hmm, okay, noted. That's that's how you feel because I don't think or feel the same way that you feel. Okay. So letting go, man, just knowing what is no longer conducive to you, what is no longer working for you, what is no longer helping you get to that bigger goal, What's the, what is not doing it. And it can be some small things. A situation can be even your diet. Like, I had some delicious food today. I ate at Kava. Um, it's delicious. C-A-V-A. Look them up. If you got one in your area and you like salads of any type, it's a Mediterranean uh, 
establishment. Uh, they they sell Mediterranean food, and it's delicious. My diet is a situation. Um, I'm, I'm trying to let go of my unhealthy habits <laughs> so I can pick up healthier habits because I want to live, okay? I want to live, and I want to be healthy, and I want to enjoy my house, my house, my health, and my life, and I want to remain attractive for my lovely lady, okay? So letting go of people and situations. Think it through, and again, make the decision. Decide. Sit down, look yourself in the mirror, decide have that conversation, I promise you they'll be all right. They will. People will make you make you feel guilty and make you feel like they'll die without you. I'm sorry. Unless you are a doctor, a paramedic, or a parent of something, you are not responsible for somebody else's life. You're not. Stop making people stop letting people make you feel like you are. We're adults, just like I have you know, speaking speaking under quote unquote ideal circumstances, you have decision making ability just like they have decision making ability. They made the choices that they made. You made the choices that you made. You are where you are. They are where they are. That all that can't be your fault. So, yeah. Now opportunities ladies and gentlemen scary opportunities scary 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 this is a personal one uh this is a personal one and i hope i really reach someone out there scary opportunities are ones that i would categorize that take you out of your comfort zone um shout out to my homie what's going on g sylvia uh one of my friends recently took advantage of an opportunity to move to Tokyo and she's continuing her career in Tokyo and that's a huge change ain't no black people over there uh that's a huge change culture shock culture shift no friends no family like you you on the island literally and figuratively and we're talking about a black woman we already know you know what's going on in the world with black women and how they're viewed and you know the danger that y'all are in at times um and that was a, i know that was a big step for her uh i'm going to get her on the podcast to talk about how and why she made that transition because she can tell you way better than me but i champion her i message her i make sure i read her statuses and keep in touch because i'm proud of her for doing such a thing um and honestly i think i'm probably gonna end up doing that one day i wouldn't mind living in another country for a couple of years i've actually already talked to my wonderful lovely lady about it and she said she'd be down to do that for a little while i think that'd be dope to see what life is like elsewhere other than america but one thing i do realize about america that a lot of people don't realize because they're so busy living in i don't know living in the the negativity of it all or the bad part of it all is that the freedom that we have is ridiculous the privilege that we have is ridiculous it is ridiculous, and we're spoiled, rotten. A lot of us are. Everyone's not in a perfect situation, but uh, we are, man. I can go get in my car right now and go anywhere I want and pretty much buy anything I want slash need for the most part without being bothered by anybody. A lot of people can't do that. <laughs> that sounds crazy, but a lot of people in a lot of other places can't do that. A lot of people are still walking 
to a well or a river to get water every day. I got two faucets in my house and a a, a, a filtered water pitcher in my refrigerator. I have electricity 24-7. These are the things that we're so used to having that we've had all our lives that we don't even think about it not being there and what life would be like without it. Or Nor do we even think that, oh, there's other people in the world who don't have these things that we consider or call basic needs. So I would love to do that. Also, taking advantage of scary opportunities. Back to what I said earlier, you got to make a decision. You got to decide in your mind, am I going to do this? You know, shout out to my boy Carl Van, past the Peas app. Make sure you follow them, link in the description. This dude is building the app. Building an app. It is time consuming and it is expensive and it's scary. What if it works? What if it doesn't? That's scary, especially when you're a family man. That's scary, but that brother's doing it. Uh, my vending machine venture is scary. It's, an, it's a big investment. Yes, you can get vending machines from $800 to $1,500, but there's work that has to go into it. There's, I have to build a business. I have to sign up for courses. I have to read books, and that's going to take away from other things that I'm doing, and I might not be successful. That can be scary, because what if I invest two, three, four thousand dollars in this thing, and it don't work? That money got to come. I got to pay the money back. I got to make that money back somehow. Um, Like my friend Sylvia, moving to another country, or what if it's another position within a company what if someone hits you up and says hey you know we think you'd be great for this position but you scared how, how much your salary is being doubled so is your responsibility are you ready hmm some of the requirements of this position are not in my field of expertise or these aren't my strong suits right there comes a point in everyone's life where you got to decide if you're okay with where you are and you're going to sit right there and for how long you're going to sit there. Or it's like, you know what? Mm, I can do better. I can do more. I'm going to move over here. I've been feeling that more and more lately. I feel, I've feel i been feeling like I've been, been in the same place for too long. This is personal. This has nothing to do with anything that anyone said to me. But it's just been looking at, looking around me, and looking at people who are highly successful, looking at people who are just moderately successful, people like me who are like middle of the road, I would consider myself average, honestly, um, and people who are below average. And I'm like, what is the separating factor? A lot of times it's work ethic, networking, communication, dedication, all those things. And they, these are things that I know that I'm lacking. I can fix it. But I got to get off my behind and fix it, right? So just being real with yourself is another way and another part of taking advantage of a scary opportunity. You got to mentally prep yourself and start doing the work now so that when that opportunity comes, it's not so scary. Like, oh, hmm, that's my field of expertise? Well, hey, I know I'm good at studying. Hey, you want to offer me this promotion? Oh, that's not my field of expertise or that's not my strong suit. But you know what? I can go buy this book, that book, and I can read and study up on that because I have good study habits and study skills. I'm in a course right now 
um, learning how to trade, day trade. Because I said, you know, let me enhance my skills. It's a little scary. It's time consuming. It's going to cost me some money. Not an astronomical amount, but I got to do some reading and some studying and some learning, and I got to take some risk. But I want to do it. You know why? Because, again, I said earlier, part of my goal this year, money-making opportunities. Where the money at? Where the money at? I'm looking for it. If it's there and it interests me and it's conducive to what I'm doing, I'm I'm in it. I know I need stocks. I need I know I need to learn more about the stock market. I already have stock. So it makes sense. I'm already a little familiar with certain things. I already own a few things. So all right, what's the other side of this thing? How else can I make money from this other than just buying and letting it sit? Because you have your long-term investments and you have your short-term investments. So doing things like listening to Earn Your Leisure podcasts, signing up for a course, making some of my favorites um, in my browsers, these um, these stock websites, or signing up for stock tips to be emailed to me. I'm preparing myself for the bigger opportunities because one day somebody's going to notice and they might ask a question, hey, I want you to be a guest on my podcast to talk about your experience. Oh, hey, would you like to join us for this or join us for that? Prepare yourself for the opportunity as best that you can. Lastly, keep the faith. Keep the faith. I'm a praying man. I love the Lord. I believe in God. And I pray daily. I want to say I pray daily. Yeah, I do pray daily. I wake up, first thing I do is read the Bible plan me and my girlfriend have. We always always set Bible plans and we read them and we get on each other about falling behind. And we always pick Bible plans based off of, we didn't, it's an unspoken thing. We pick Bible plans based off of where the other person is at times. Like, we're, me and her are about to embark on a new adventure. So the Bible plan I picked late, the, the latest one I just picked, uh, I think I did this morning actually, something like a fresh start or a new start. You know, things like that, that once again are conducive to my life right now, what is happening right now, what's going on right now, what's relevant like right now. I love for things to be in alignment because when things are in alignment, you just feel so freaking good, man. Let me tell you. Woo! Put them things in alignment. But don't be scared of the opportunities. And just to just to kind of bundle everything up, man, handling reputations, letting go of people and situations, taking advantage of scary opportunities. At the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, look in the mirror. Guess what? All those things start with you. Your reputation starts with you. How you treat and deal with people starts with you. Regardless of what you know about them or what you may heard, what you may have heard. You have control over how you treat them, how you speak to them, how you interact with them. It starts with you. It really does. Same thing with letting go. Somebody may trigger it, but, you know, hey, am I ready to let this go? Am I ready to move forward and do my thing? Starts with you. Taking advantage of a scary opportunity. Prep yourself. Prep yourself. Prep yourself. Start prepping yourself. Be intentional. If you set goals for yourself, your New Year's resolution, whatever you have going Look at those things and say, what the heck do I need to do to get to those? All right, how do I prepare myself? I have friends doing great and wonderful things in the world, and I'm so proud of them because they prep themselves. 
things that we talked about five, six, seven years ago, they're accomplishing now. And it's amazing to see. But I, it doesn't happen overnight. They prepared themselves. They went back and got degrees. They took courses. They moved. They got jobs. All those were steps to get them to where they are today. And that's the message I want to get across to y'all, man. It, take a step forward every single day. All right, time for me to holla at my good brothers. Brothers, what's going on out there? brothers, my strong brothers, my intelligent brothers, kings. Well, I'm having so many sound things going on today. Kings, kings, kings. Yo, I thought of this today. I thought of this today is profound. I need to make it a status on social media, and I will make it a status on social media. This is a quote from Robert Wilson Jr. This is what I want y'all to do. Start basking in your solutions. Instead of drowning in the problems. I'm going to say it again. Start basking in your solutions. The solutions that you've come up with. The problems that you have solved. Those, those questions that you have answered. Bask in those victories. And stop drowning in the problems. See. We. Talking about people. Let me talk, let me talk to black men. Let me talk to black men. This is this is y'all segment. I apologize. We're always trying to solve a problem or fix something. Literally, figuratively, always. And, you know, just like a piece of furniture. Or, you know, let me take this. You probably have seen a movie of some sort where there's an older gentleman and he built something or did something. And whenever someone younger comes around, he basks in it. Maybe it's a car, maybe it's a piece of furniture, maybe it's a house he built, and he tells the young guy the story about it. And it's like, dang, that that that's profound. That's amazing that this person built this. And they they're enjoying it. I think sometimes we get so caught up in solving the next problem and the next problem that when we solve a problem or overcome a hurdle, we don't celebrate it and we don't bask in it enough. We got this go-getter mentality, this go-getter thing. If you ain't got money, you ain't this, and you broke, and you need to go get it, and you need to hustle. That's cool. That's cool. But I think it needs to be a bit more balanced. Like, you should be able to bask in your success. You should be able to enjoy your success. I'm not saying live there forever, but you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're in, if you're in sales... And you sell whatever product that you sell and you get your first 50 sales or your first 100 sales and you meet that goal, bask in that. Treat yourself. Enjoy it. Look in the mirror. Congratulate yourself and yourself and remember you, you met that. Some of us will hit that. All right, cool. Yeah, I did it. All right, I need to get to 200. Let me get right back to it. You ain't even take time out to enjoy 
the hurdle that you just got across. You already focused on the next hurdle. These types of things can lead to burnout and it can lead out to a loss of passion or desire because you never celebrate victories. You never bask in the victories. You never mount these things. Like I like real talk. I've failed a lot in my life. And there's a lot of things I have not completed. But there are parts and sections of just about everything that I've done, complete or incomplete, success or failure, that I have basked in and I can still bask in to this day. I'm not the number one podcaster in this world, but where I started from and where I am today, I bask in that. I love coming home and looking over at my podcast mixer, which I didn't even have uh, a year ago. My microphone, my new laptop, finally, and I can bask and like, yo, look at where you've grown to. Look at what you've done. Look at where you have grown to. Look like, take a minute, breathe, enjoy, bask in it. You bust your ass to get here. You're here. Enjoy being here. You can. There, there's nothing wrong with enjoying where you are. While still working on the next thing. Two things can be true. And you can do two things at the same time. Some people will, you know, and that's that's the thing. We're we're motivated differently. Some people will try to tell you, oh, you you that that's it. You just you just look, man. If someone wants to bask in that victory that you may think is minimal or small or they need to get moving on, that's that's your thoughts, your feelings, cool. But for somebody else, that constant reminder of, you know what? I did do that. I need to go home and look at this. and This is a reminder that I can do it. I remember that I can do it. And you've probably heard stories where people's like, man, I gave up. I didn't think I had it anymore. And then my friend came along and said, man, look at what you've done. Look, at, look you, you set this record or, or you sold this or, or you put this person on. We move through our triumphs and our victories so fast that we forget about them. Groundbreaking things, things, generational things you may have done that your family has never even done before because people are so busy pushing you to be the greatest of all time at the top of your field at all time. You got to outdo everybody at all times and ain't no sleep and all this other stuff. And it's like, that don't work for everybody. Some people need their back against the wall for motivation. I'm not one of those people. I love to bask in my victories and bask in my success because I'm doing things that no one directly in front of me or around me has done before. And it feels good to kind of be pioneering for my friends and my social net my social network. And it feels good to know, you know, people text me or call me when they have a question or that I'm helping these other people achieve their goal. And they're doing this based off of what they see me doing. And it's a constant reminder. Like, I don't always feel like super duper podcast man. I don't. But it's dope when someone hits you up and says, hey, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. I see you've been doing yours for a while. I'm in your group. I like your social media posts. Can you help me? That's a reminder that, bro... You did you doing this. You did it and you're doing it. Cause there is a time where none there was no social media page. There were no posts. There were no top sounding quality things. 
there were no <laughs> there was no organization. Like a lot has shifted and happened and I have to remember that I've done these things because that's what helps to motivate me. So there's always another way to look at it. So my brothers, bask in your success. I'm not telling you to live there forever, but you can you can have both. You can be working towards the next thing and don't forget to reference what you have done. Remember where you started and what you've accomplished is still a great thing. And ladies and gentlemen, with that, I will bid you all adieu, a goodbye, a good morrow. Thank y'all for the continued support. Uh, I apologize for not formally 100% announcing this drop date. I put it on Instagram. Life has just been super busy, man. Uh, like I said, I'm pouring myself more into my work because it's conducive to one of my goals and it's convenient but it is time consuming and i need to adjust accordingly and looks like i'm gonna be dropping I'm, I'm probably gonna be dropping on thursdays I, I forget not probably i'm gonna be dropping on thursdays probably for the next couple months and see what that does see what that does to the numbers see what that does to my headspace see if that alleviates some pressure but i love y'all I said I love y'all. Take care of yourselves, man. Take care of yourselves physically, mentally, financially. Take a breather. Get a massage. Treat yourself to a nice dinner. Buy yourself that pocketbook or that lipstick or that makeup. Brothers, get, your, get yourself the, those sneakers or that video game or that guitar or that motorcycle or that system for your car. Treat yourself, love yourself, man. You got all this pressure on us to be successful all the time and be these freaking superheroes, man. Even the superheroes take the costumes off and sit down for a second. Alright. Until next time, once again, take care of yourselves physically, mentally, and financially. We'll see y'all next time. Peace.